When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome into Poke the Bear episode 109. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Maradowski. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. It feels like it's been a long time since we've talked. And it's only been like a few, you know, maybe like a little over a week. It's like the people can't, the people need us together in a sense. Well, I mean, listen, you're out here dropping great interviews with uh, top (laughs) prospects like Mason Lorai. I mean, like, I think people should understand, like, I know where we're we're podcasting gold together but you know you branch off a little bit we're like you know we're like those uh musicians who do their own solo products and they still drop bangers too right like anything anything you do haven't you it turns to gold oh clearly yes you know it's funny mason said at the beginning of the interview he said you know what evan i'm gonna try my best but i know i'm not gonna be as good as connor ryan that's what he said his words he, de- not yeah, mine. he definitely he did not say that but his i appreciate words. the flattery <laughs> his words he said i listen to you guys every week no, uh, but he should have said that. The fact that he didn't say that kind of kind of makes you wonder, is this kid going to be any good? I mean, really, that's, that's what people should be wondering. At the very least, he should have done a nobody beats that. That's how you no. would have known. It's like that's like the secret code. He 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 actually segues into the ad for me. I'm like, what? Oh, how how do you go. know that? Whoa. Um, anyways, uh, even though it is uh, kind of mid-August at this point, by the way, this might be the last time you see this backdrop behind me because I am moving uh this upcoming week or next week now so big time i don't know what my background's gonna look like i know it's not gonna look as good as this so hopefully we, i can scrap together a few things to put behind me or i can do the blurry or i can do what you did during covid uh times and put the the, the garden behind you and then i can just tell people see i'm at the garden you see or this? lake tahoe just bring lake bring tahoe. that one back <laughs> lake tahoe um anyways there's still bruins topics to talk about uh previewing the new season and uh, it's interesting because the top six, when Marshand is back, the top six pretty much set, unless Fabian Lysel makes a real uh, push for it out of camp, which he could. We'll get to him later in this episode based on how things are going at the World Juniors. Uh, but the wings, once Marshand is back, will be Marshand, DeBrusque, uh, Pasternak, and Hall. That's pretty solid top four wings you got there. Um, but the real question mark still among those is Jake DeBrusque. And you wonder, is he the most consequential player that the Bruins have this year? I think so, in terms of, I think, what his role is going to be on this team, where he's going to slot into the lineup. And then it's you, know, you look at the rest of that top six, and as you said, once everyone's healthy, that's a stacked group. I mean, other than Martian, who I think you have to just 
tread lightly in terms of what you're expecting out of him coming off of double hip surgery. If there's, any, if there's any player who will bounce back from that, it's probably him, but you still have that question mark. But other than that, even Bergeron at his age, uh, Krejci, who's going to have some high talented uh, wingers with him, posture on call, you more or less know what you're going to get from a lot of those guys. Like, you know, it's something you have to go really wrong to have those guys really dip in production um, going into this upcoming season. But DeBrus is still one of these guys where as much as you're encouraged by how last year ended, he's still not a guy that you can, I think, at this stage of his career, he doesn't have that track record of, all right, I'm going to pencil him in for 25, 30 goals. It'd be fantastic if he becomes that player. Who knows? Maybe this last season, that that promotion back up to the top six is kind of that uh, jumping off point where you can kind of build off of that. And every year he can be a guy that averages 25, 26, 27 goals per game, but not per game. My God, that'd be oh. incredible. <laughs> wow. Breaking news. Jake DeBrus projected to uh, have 25, 26 goals in. per game. Yeah. Spice us back in and we do our season predictions. 27 yes. goals per game. <laughs> Jake, for DeBrus. Jake DeBrus. If he doesn't, if he has even 24. Blame me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> but you look at this, the way he, he plays and, and what you can expect from him season long. Uh, he's still not someone you can, confidently pencil in there so i do think he's probably the most consequential in terms of you still don't know exactly what you're going to get out of him i think there's a lot of uh reason to be encouraged based on the way he played last year based on the fact that he seems very content and happy now in boston um and if he's going to be either with bergeron or Krejci or the amount of talent around him in that lineup where he can kind of play to his strengths and have guys setting him up for some uh good scoring chances I think it's safe to assume he can hit that level, if not exceed it. Like, it would not surprise me. Give him top six minutes the entire year. He could be a 30-goal scorer because I'm playing to his game. But until we actually see that translate and we see him go on those heaters where he can have, you know, eight goals in 12 games, he's still a bit of a question mark in terms of just what that expected baseline production you're going to get out of him in such a crucial spot in the lineup. And we've seen it these past, like, I mean, obviously not the COVID year, but like last year, that second half, I mean, he was freaking good. Yes. And granted, some of those goals might've been a little lucky, but still he worked to get to those areas. And you start to start to see that and you go, okay, this is a guy who really should be put, you know, at his best should be putting up, as you said, 25 to 20, 25 to 30 goals a game. <laughs> yes. A Correction, a game. Yes. Yeah, a game. Um, it's still not as bad as me saying he was going to lead the Bruins in goals. Uh, what was it? The 2021 season? I mean, like, that was just bold. That, what I said was like legitimately <laughs> incorrect. Like mine, like defied logic. Yours was like a bull take, which is what you should be doing at like the yes. start of September making predictions. Mine was, mine was defying logic. My, I couldn't even do that in like NHL 23. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like, I think people don't understand like how tough it was to scrape for content dur- like during those COVID times. So the fact that you know, I was like, I'm just we have a season. I'm going all in. Like, I'm going balls to the wall on this. There you go. Um, but I I do think there's a lot riding on DeBrusque in that top six. But I think that the insurance plan might be Fabian Lysel because again, Lysel and we'll again we'll get to him in a bit with World Juniors. You know, Sweeney. Did, did not like push off the whole idea that he very well could make a real push for the Bruins roster. And a top line of Martian Bergeron Lysel, if Lysel is ready, that's pretty, pretty good. Like pretty, pretty good, but we do have to temper expectations. I think people have to kind of, you know, don't get too ahead of yourself, but that's a cool on paper line for the future. And I think if DeBrus didn't work out, they at least know they can probably bank on that, which is a good thing. And it's something they have not had in past years. 
um, that I think is uh, very, very crucial. Uh, in other news, forwards, Craig Smith. There's a lot of murmurs and talks and rumors that Craig Smith, uh, you know, might be the odd man out on offense or might get dealt uh, to um, to uh, free up his cap space. He's what, 3.1 million per? 3.1 million. One season last left. Year of his deal. Yeah. One season left. Um, again, a good depth forward. But if you're over the cap the way they are, it might not make the most sense. I'm just curious, like who takes on Craig Smith? Because I was looking through cap friendly and, and this might be obvious to most people. There are so many teams that are over the cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, many. Yeah. No, it's definitely easier said than done. That being said, I think if you're dangling out a player like Craig Smith for nothing really in return, like a fourth, fifth round pick, like a pure cap dump, um, kind of similar to uh, uh, what uh, Seattle just did when they acquired uh is it Bjorkstrand? Is that who they acquired yes. from Columbus? Where they got it was Bjorkstrand right a very after good the, player the that was like a straight up cap dump. Um, so I wasn't Monahan. Didn't, like didn't this happen to Sean Monahan today? Yeah, Sean Monahan legit just got like dumped to Montreal for pennies on the dollar. Which <laughs> that talk about a, a rumored Bruin for a long time. Not the case. <laughs> Going to Montreal instead. Him and Jonas um, Brodin. Yes. So uh, yes, Jonas Brodin, uh, honorary Bruin at this point. <laughs> Um, but I, I think you look at Craig Smith and what he brings in terms of a baseline of veteran player, shot heavy, um, 15, 20 goals per season, 35, 40 points. I think for any team that's maybe on the cusp of contention or just looking for a suitable middle six uh, forward, I think you'd free up the extra one, two million to acquire a guy who's set, signed at a pretty good market rate for what he brings. Um, so I don't think the Bruins would have an issue moving him per se. I just think when you look at the state of this roster, the fact that they're still stuck in a, a win now mentality, obviously now with Bergeron and Krejci back, you kind of look at, you know, the appeal of a guy like Craig Smith, you know, shot first, uh, can, you can pencil him in as, you know, 15, 20 goals scoring depth in the middle six, you know, what team could really use that is the Boston Bruins. Like, I, I just feel like when you look at, you know, and I know last year was a, a, a bit of a step back for him. He was awful in the playoffs. But I think when you just look at this team that is trying to win now uh, and the fact that if it's not Craig Smith, you're either putting a lot of pressure on a guy like Lysel to hit it off right away, or you're moving on to, let's say, a guy like Mark McLaughlin or, or what have you. Again, I would rather, like, give Lysel time in Providence early on. And, and if he's lighting it up in November and December, you revisit it then. Or a guy like McLaughlin, who I think is a good player, could be an everyday NHLer, but I'd rather start him on the fourth line than like just drop him in with Coyle and Zaka, whoever else it is. I just think when you just look at the fact that what Smith can bring, um, you know, in this last season when you're trying to win now, coupled with the fact that I think there's other options the Bruins can take to, free up cap space, whether it's maybe in an area where there's more depth, like uh, a Mike Riley, or if it's sending a guy like Polino to Providence or Wagner to Providence, I think there's other steps you can move and take as opposed to moving a guy like Smith, who again, maybe he's a little bit, uh, you know, some people are not very high on him, but I, I think you just look at what he can bring in a third line role. I think there's value there. And I think there's other avenues. It's not like your entire cap, crisis right now revolves around you need to move Craig Smith. There are other options that are probably better to that fall in line. If this Bruins team was rebuilding, what have you, yeah, Craig Smith probably would have been gone. But I think for what he brings, I think you should look at other options first before moving a guy like him. 
I mean, can't you imagine if this team did really make a run to the playoffs? A line of Zaka, Coyle, and Smith on line three is probably a big reason why they make yeah, a big like, run in the playoffs. Like, again, no offense to Mark McLaughlin or these younger guys. I don't know if that's happening with them on the right side of Zaka and Coyle. And the other thing is, if Lysel is absolutely tearing the AHL apart, you could then say, hey, maybe we can move Craig Smith yeah, for exactly. an asset we actually need because we can bring Lysel up, put him with Zaka and Coyle, and let them cook and send Smith for. I don't know. Maybe you want to get a maybe a depth center if you'd like, or maybe a, another defenseman. I don't know. Get something for him because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's probably not coming back, um, just given the cap situation. So, I don't believe in dealing him off. I think some people just want to see them do something. I think some yeah. people just want to see like the world burn, and this wouldn't obviously burn the Bruins down. But I do think people just kind of want to see something happen. You're I don't saying, think this yeah. is the something. <laughs> yeah, you're essentially cutting your nose off to spite your face. Like, it's literally yes. one of those ones where you're just doing something for the sake of doing it. And again, it's, as you said, it's, I think when you look at this team at its potential, I'd much rather have a guy like Craig Smith on the third line, a veteran who, at the at his worst, I think is still going to give you 13, 14 goals and at his best could give you 20, 25. And who knows? Like, you look at the way this team is early on in the year, if – the Bruins aren't comfortable with Lysel and he needs seasoning in Providence and they want to maybe move DeBrusque back over to left wing. Like you put Craig Smith on the top line, like you'd be DeBrusque, Bergeron and Smith and you keep the second line together. Pretty good. Like I, I think just the added versatility of a guy like Smith and what he brings, we saw how good he was in a top six role last uh, two years ago with Krejci uh, and Hall. Like he can play up and down the lineup. And also it's one of those ones where it was very odd at the end of last season when we had the the breakup day uh, with the team. And usually that's the day when everyone talks about injuries. He was like, oh, I was fine. But like early on in the year, he was like hindered by that. I think it was an undisclosed injury. He was dealing with something all season long. Like I'm not trying to say that he's going to then score 27 goals per game like Jake DeBrus. <laughs> but I think when you just look at his what his early role could be on this team, his track record, I mean, he's hit 15 plus goals seven times in his career. I just think that's a guy that if you're putting all the, the chips on the table for this year, keep a guy like that and find other ways to, to free up that cap space. Safe bet that Craig Smith probably makes a good impact when he's in the lineup. A good impact, but a really even safer bet is our good friends at Bet Online. Right, you are, Evan. Listen up, guys. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your bet needs and sports info. Both basketball and hockey might be in the midst of their off seasons, but over at Bet Online, you can still find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news, and with preseason action now, now upon us, even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. Bet online where the game starts. Starts where the game starts. So uh, you mentioned, obviously, the Bruins are over the cap. Uh, they can use LTIR to begin the season, but at some point they're going to have to make some decision that brings their themselves under the cap. Um, and also you have the trade deadline, by the way, at some point during the year, which you might want to have some room to acquire some help. It's funny. I, I you know, you wonder what they're going to do with the deadline. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. <laughs> what are they doing at the trade deadline in 2023? That's what people are talking about these days, but you have to assume they'd like some cap space for it. So who is the odd man out? 
how do they free up a little cap off their roster? I mean, I, I think you have to just look at the other areas of the roster where there's either added depth or there's opportunity for more younger players or internal candidates to fill those spots. So I look at the fourth line as an obvious one. I don't think now the buyout window is over for Felino. He's obviously not getting bought out, which would have made things a lot easier. So they clearly still think he has something left in the tank and we'll see how that goes this season. Um, He's being dealt to Calgary for Milan Lucic. So, Oh, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) There's that, which I don't see happening, but uh, you look at a guy like Felino, even a guy like Nosek, who considering what his cap it is, maybe there's a, another contending team that would target him as a a cap dump. I think like the fourth line is just a, a good opportunity. If the Bruins want kind of a clean slate, you can stop there. And that's, I think the window for you to, give guys like Frederick or uh, Oscar Steen or Mark McLaughlin. Like I, I think if this season ends and you've got that mix on your fourth line that have by that point in the season settled into their roles, like a Frederick or a, a Beecher even, or anyone like that, that's a pretty good fourth line in terms of young players that uh, can kind of have that two-way game, have a little bit of a uh, bite to their game and are, you know, entrenched in building their role within the roster. I think that's like the best case scenario for what that fourth line could be this upcoming season. I think the best way to do that is to eventually kind of move out those veterans that are currently there. That would uh, in conjunction for you a whole bunch of money. So I think the fourth line makes a lot of sense. And then obviously I think uh defenseman, one of those guys that should be the odd man out, whether it's Riley or Fulbert, I imagine considering that Riley and a guy like Rizlik have pretty similar skill sets you'd probably value a guy like Fulbert more in terms of you can just slot him in on the third pairing PK guy. You don't really have to worry about him. Um, and also Riley's a guy that as much as he struggled last year, he's still a guy that, you know, if he got like traded, you know, there'd be like a whole bunch of graphics popping up about how like, much of an analytics darling he is. Like there'd be a lot of people who would be like excited. I think to bring in a guy like Riley who could very well bounce back. Like he had a great, short stint with the Bruins in 2021 kind of struggled last year, but he's a guy that you could uh, get value for in terms of, I don't think you have to throw draft picks as a sweetener and to move him. Like I could see like even like maybe a, a bad team like Chicago, grab a guy like Riley, give him top four minutes and then flip him at the deadline. Like yes. you, know, you, yes. know, you could easily Ooh. do something like that. So I think there are, it's just, you look at, this team and I just think there's so many other avenues you can take as opposed to, all right, we're going to take out the, 15 goal scorer on the third line in a, a spot in the lineup that we need production, keep him in place. I think there's a lot of other areas you can, you can tag in terms of freeing up that cap. See, I think Riley almost makes the most sense, but given Sweeney's comments this summer, it feels like they want to keep defensive depth. I feel like it's going to end up being someone on that fourth line, like a no sec or sending down Felino. just given that, as you said, like you have so many younger options who can step in and it's not like you're banking on Johnny Beecher to be the fourth line center or uh, Trent Frederick to stick. Like you have so many young guys you can throw in on that fourth line and just see what works. Um, again, I'm excited to see like, if can beat your stick as a fourth liner, you know, can you move up the lineup? Same with McLaughlin and guys like Oscar Steen. So uh, they have options, I think to, to free up space. Um, it just comes down to sort of what they do. Um, and again, I think Riley probably makes the most sense, but they're big on defensive depth. They, they don't, they don't like to go into the playoffs with like, only 10 D they want a million. So um, good for them on that, I guess. Um, One thing that's actually happening right now, which is not normal for mid August, uh, the world juniors are taking place. World juniors are well underway and three Bruins are off uh, at the world juniors. Riley Duran, USA, Fabian Lysel of Sweden and Dan's locks Mellis. I hope I said that right. 
um, I believe so. of, of Latvia. Uh, going in, I mean, I believe he's going to Northern Michigan, Mark Diver reported. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think it's Northern Michigan because I know a lot of hockey schools were looking at him, but he chose Northern Michigan. Good for him. Um, but Riley Duran is the one that really seems to be standing up. Fabian Lysel had a sick goal um, that I actually saw for our good friend Spoke Z tweeted. Our Sp- Spoke Z is in midseason form right now with the World Juniors going it's on. Got it's got 80, 85 screens <laughs> just... Just like, like watching yeah. everything at once. I just imagine him in a room, like the robot that can like move its head, you know, like around its neck. Yes. That's just that spoke Z. He that's his season right now. Uh, but Riley Duran, five points, two goals, three assists in five games. He's the one who's looking good. And guess what, guys? He's a center. So and hmm. even better, Evan. He's from Wuburn. Wuburn. He's from Wuburn. Yeah, he's from Mass, dude. So he's one of us. He's going to be such a such a good feature on Behind the B. No, my story. We're all set. They oh, got a whole episode story. lined go. up. <laughs> that too. But yes. Too. Yes. He, no, he's looking like a, again, you don't want to go off a of world junior in terms of projecting what a guy could be at the next level. But so far for what he was, I think he was a sixth round pick. Um, he's exceeded, I think, expectations so far in terms of his freshman year at Providence. Building off of that, he seemed like kind of a dark horse candidate to even make the world junior team settles into a bottom six role and has really kind of taken off. I mean, he's been really noticeable on the four check. He's putting himself in good areas of the ice to capitalize on some scoring chances. I don't think he's going to be this top six talent, but he looks like just another one of those many guys that I think come out of Nate Lehman's program in Providence that can develop into physical two-way forwards that you can plug into your bottom six and they can be effective for uh, a couple of years. Look at like a Chari, look at Tim Schaller, all these players. He kind of fits that mold, which again, I'm sure we'll talk in another year when he's ready to make the jump and we kind of do the projections for him as a player. And I'll probably mention those kind of, those kind of talents and people be like, well, he's not a top six talent. Like he's a six round pick, like yeah. be happy that like he'd be an everyday guy. Yeah. So I, you know, I agree with you that I think he's definitely a guy that's really kind of put himself on the map in terms of just how he's played. And it just seems like every time you watch him play or the next kind of step in his career, he's just making another huge step forward, which is impressive for kind of where he first started out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to watch him at Providence this year because it's a sophomore year, correct? Yes. Going into sophomore year. So um, definitely something to watch there. Fabian Lysel lighting it up, uh, has that goal, he has four assists. Um, he's been solid. Good. You know, again, I don't think it should be any surprise. He's mm-hmm. really good. I, I, it's funny though. I, and maybe I'm just judging too much into this, but I'll see like prospect rankings on Twitter and, you know, I'll see different outlets and I don't see Lysel always near the top. And I'm like, I, I just, I feel like he should be given some more recognition sometimes. And you worry that, you know, is it like Jack Stanika where like he was the best prospect with the Bruins, but that didn't really mean a heck of a lot because there weren't anybody, there wasn't anybody else. But I feel like Lysel is so much different in the sense that I, I do believe Lysel can come in Next season, I think we're going to see Lysel at some point this upcoming season up in Boston. I think you're going to see it at some point, um, just given how good he is. So um, lots of interesting stuff there with the World Juniors. It's actually fun to have hockey on yes. this time of year. It reminds me back in the um, the bubble when there was like playoff games all day, just, you know, from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. It was, it was actually kind of nice. Uh, one little deposit from the, the Armageddon going on around us <laughs> as we, except for the time that Bruins thought they were going to play one night and then we had to wake up at like 9 a.m. for that, which was bizarro but other than that that was the most bizarro thing is there was also the tuka rask news dropped at like 9 a.m uh yes. which was also just bizarre so 
Uh, it was that was a crazy time. I hope we never go back to that. But I do miss. I, I would hope so, games. Evan. I don't. I don't really want to go back to a cataclysmic <laughs> pandemic. My personal opinion. My, Just your opinion, though, not to get political. Like to say, yes, not to get political. Non-political podcast. I I would opt for no more <laughs> pandemics. That's bold. I hope hopefully we don't lose listeners with you spouting off huge opinions like that. Someone's punching their radio right now. And be like, <laughs> like, no, I I loved working from home in my pajamas. Um. Anyways, uh, Connor, welcome. People look forward to from you over at Boston Sports Journal. Yeah, we're going to continue to break down some of the main question marks surrounding this roster. Uh, we just had a call and come out today on uh, on Thursday about Craig Smith and kind of his role. We're we'll looking at other players up and down the lineup. Uh, prospects we will do more reaction from World Juniors that continues on. So we'll have plenty of Bruins related stuff all throughout the next couple of weeks over at BostonSportsJournal.com. So please subscribe over at BSJ. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Both of your listeners have a great rest of your day. <laughs>